to the um, theme or the note I struck in the, the title of the weekend is um, yoga and uh, maybe most people think yoga is, is just sort of bending your body around and getting more stretchy <laughs> which is one where certainly one of the yogas you can do but the theme of yoga is to yoke to connect uh, to form union to bring around wholeness with that healing healing from the disconnection, fragmentation broken up experience people can feel very much um, fragmented not connected to the planet not connected to each other, not connected to their own bodies out of touch theme is yoga to connect and there are um, exercises that we do to get the connective tissue to open up and the connection what needs to be brought together are three particular aspects of how we experience ourselves we have a, what's called a verbal body which is the speech thought aspect a lot of this is culturally conditioned you speak the language of your tribe you speak the language that you hear the terms that are used most often are the terms you use uh, you, can then, you can find yourself saying things you don't really know what you're saying but it's what one hears so you get jargon and you get um, you know speech gets fashioned by culture, society, politics and so the speech body needs to be connected to what's true and wholesome not just what's glib and rolls off the tongue you have the heart body or the mind body chitta in, in Buddhism the word <coughs> chitta means can be translated as mind or can be translated as heart it doesn't mean the thinking, speaking bit it means the effective, responsive quality that in us which can, is affected sensitive, feels uh, receives impressions feels happy, feels sad and responds responds with uh, warmth, responds with passion responds with impulses responds with care responds recklessly responds with rage so mind can be the most dangerous uh, difficult uh, violent thing and it can be the most noble tender warm forgiving thing so this is uh, we need to connect the mind to what's skillful and wholesome for our own welfare and for that of others finally we have the, the, the form body the corporeal body which is this which we experience in terms of this physicality sense of having a physical form a located place that can be seen and breathes 
and feels pressure and feels warmth and feels movement and feels um, cohesive elemental qualities this has to be connected to what's balanced and stable and they have to be connected to each other so it's this, this is the bonding together bringing together and what cultivation does as a, in Buddha Dharma is brings these three together when three come together we experience uh, a full awareness an awareness that's not fragmented not just a matter of thought but can encompass thought and can move without thought awareness that's not just a matter of body that we can experience body, move through body move beyond body an awareness that's not just a matter of feelings and moods but can embrace and experience feelings and moods balance them and also move beyond them uh, so when the three come together what, uh, where they meet or what they, what they, how they balance allows this um, transcendent form to arise transcendent awareness each on their own doesn't have that same effect when the three t- come together you get almost in the, in the crossover in the union of those three transcendent awareness um, begins to be experienced so it's bringing the thought the, the heart and the body together we need to do certain exercises exercises are not about to create something but to channel and to unlock something and yet something needs to be done but it's not a doing that's about um, essentially making something happen so much as just forming skillful connections and allowing change, allowing opening allowing awakening to occur The very simply speaking, the body, form body, the body, the physical body, has the intelligence that tells us where we are. The heart body tells us how we are. The thought body tells us what we're going to do about it. What often is the case? is that what we're going to do about it becomes so elephantine so large that we lose where we are and we lose who we are, how we are all we have is do <laughs> and we've forgotten what the about is that we're going to do something about <laughs> apart from the sense of having to do something about something but basically just keep doing uh, so you get this kind of as long as you do it's alright just keep doing more of it Uh, and uh, one of the pieces to just begin to always get a slogan for simple slogan that you can remember is this practice is too important to keep doing it (laughs) 
it's much too important to just think of it as something that you're doing don't just let your doingness take over this practice is more important than, than doing it this practice is about remembering it dropping into it emptying yourself into it allowing it bearing it in mind don't just do it so there's a the sense of clearing the ground clearing the space setting up the conditions to undo a lot of our doing to undo the psychologies of doing the uh, agitation of doing the demand of doing the speed of doing the pressure of doing to allow ourselves to unwind and unfold into awakening which is not a done thing something needs to be done to make the connection when we're not connected then if, there's all, if we lose the body and we, we lose heart it's in that we're living in a state of disconnection and dysfunction where the doing this becomes almost a kind of a panic keep doing something because that gives us a sense of being here you know, if we're not doing there's a disoriented state of well, uh, um, um, well I should perhaps maybe what should I should be doing something uh, should I try and stop doing something um, should I think about what I'm not supposed to be doing um, and it just starts the mind the thinking mind it hasn't got a basis just runs around like a gerbil on a on a on a wheel, so you know, not knowing how to get off the wheel, so it just runs faster because that's all it knows how to do. <laughs> so we have to set up the conditions, and uh, pri- primary conditions uh, to find where we are keep remembering where we are and to make how we are not just a matter of immediate physical feeling but a matter of ethical tone how we are whether we're sick uh, whether we're in discomfort or pain how we are is to be true how we are can be beautiful how we are can be bright how we are can be pure Mm. can be based in that this is the this is the crucible of the tradition this is what we've received in our lineage from the Buddha this is the form the heart form that is passed on in our struggles in our conflicts in our personal lives don't move you can move within this you can stay within this heart form this room it's big Uh, it's not dependent upon mood fluctuations it's not dependent upon praise and gain loss play it's not dependent upon that it's bigger than that it's room for you in that 
is the heart form. This is why connecting to a tradition is not just a matter of connecting to something. It's just it's just about being old. It's not about being old. It's about having a uh, a space, something that stretches over time. It's that big. It's not of a particular culture. It's not of a particular age. It's uh, it can contain all these cultures and ages because what we're looking at is the basic sense of of um, harmlessness, non-abuse. What we're looking at is the basic sense of we can contemplate our thoughts and energies and every one of us can discern what is bright, what is dark, what is muddled, what is honest, what is straight, what is loving. We know that. And the encouragement is this is it's a very ordinary kind of knowing, really. Yeah. It hasn't. It hasn't changed. <laughs> yeah. it hasn't got any new angles on it. It's uh, a very primary kind of knowing, and this is what we 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 remember. We pick up. We start to because of the blessing of that to feel prepared and willing to relax some of the personal um, moves and strategies and get some space, get some perspective on the particular inclinations of the hour or the day or the moment or the year and say, well yeah, that's true but that can be contained within this larger thing Uh, so when you consider your lives who you were five years ago which with all the whatever was going on then the story the problems the interests the worries who you were ten years ago the stories the interests the problems the worries who you were twenty years ago who you were thirty years ago some of you forty 50 years ago and in each and any one of those times the particular interest the joy the worries the problems the meanness of the moment felt like really this is this is really me and this is really important and this is really a struggle and this is I'm not going to stand for this for another moment and you, 10 years later you think wow who was that I really believed in that stuff I believe it's that some is really but now I know where I am. This is this is the truth. This is the real. Yeah. And then ten years later you think, oh my goodness, I was really didn't know it, you know. And so it goes on. So it's just, you know, you step back. All these are true in their way. They're just the 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 watermark of where our life has flowed to. The enthusiasms, the concerns, the joys, the grudges of the particular time, that's the watermark. But the tide can move, tide can change. And basically you want to stay within the ocean. 
the ocean you know, stay contained stay, con- stay whole don't lose yourself don't lose your integrity through all these changes so our first um, yoga connection is to refuges and the precepts to the sense of the vastness the integrity um, the place that's steady safe through this life through lifetimes mm-hmm. um, the precepts much more than just what we do and don't do they're about awakening the, the intelligence the awareness that is attuned to ethical sensitivity responsibility ethical concern so these are it's called this is the, the sense that's called the guardian of the world the local part the world guardians is a sense of conscience uh, because you value yourself because you value your integrity because you value and you feel dignity in your integrity you don't want to lose that in a moment of disconnection and getting caught up so that's a world that helps to guard your world sense of conscience and the sense of concern because I value others because I value my relationships with others because I have a sense of respect for others I wouldn't want to act in ways that causes us to be in dissonance and disharmony and conflict so I will not act in ways that abuse or disrespect or if I do I want to know about that so I can clear out the dust from my eyes this is the guardians of the world if those two are strong then our lives will stay within the ocean of the Dhamma they protect us they're not small things through losing contact with this people lose themselves so I'd like to suggest that we formally begin the session with taking the refuges and precepts together um, five precepts which is to refrain from intentionally taking the life of any living breathing creature to second to, tend to, ref- to undertake train oneself to refrain from taking things that are not given third precept to train oneself to refrain from any form of sexual abuse manipulation using people fourth precept to refrain from using one's speech to belittle attack undermine dominate people fifth precept refrain from using substances that 
with the, who's have the effect of clouding, unbalancing the mind. 